Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Perkiavot, Ethics of the Fathers, with the book of Visions of the Fathers by Rabbi Abraham Tversky. And uh, we had began chapter 6 a few weeks ago, and I'm in the first Mishnah of chapter 6, which is a very long Mishnah, and I've divided it up in, in different classes because it's very long and very profound. And so it starts, this Mishnah starts saying that Rabbi Meir says, and, uh, and today he says that, um, that he's called friend, like a, a Torah scholar, he's called friend, beloved, he loves the omni omnipresent, he loves his creatures, he gladdens the omni omnipresent, he gladdens his creatures, and the Torah clothes him in humility and fear of God. So he's talking about a person that is uh, a true husband, a true loving uh, man of God. He's an Eved Hashem, a servant of God, and he learns Torah. So what does it mean that the Torah, that he loves the omnipresent and he loves his creatures, he, he gladdens the omnipresent, he gladdens his creatures. Um, so it says here that the truth scholar is a person whose sole interest in, the, in his life is to unite himself to Hashem. And by him uniting himself to Hashem, by the uh, uh, study of Torah, he's able to help other people unite themselves to God. So the Torah study, God has said, I put myself into the Torah. One who identifies with Torah has an intimate relationship with God. So the way in which we have a relationship with Hashem is through Torah and mitzvot. That there's no other way to have a relationship with God. Like it's like when you have a relationship with a child, your son, your daughter, how do you uh, create a beautiful, loving relationship with a child? You take care of his needs. You play with them, you bathe them, you dress them, you feed them. This is the way in which you have a relationship with your kids. Uh, as they grow and mature, then the relationship grows and matures also. But the way in which we can um, come to have a relationship with God is through his Torah and his mitzvot. There's no, no other way. So he says here that the Talmud relates that during the, a time there was a very big drought in the land of Israel and the people asked Honi to pray for rain. Honi was a very beloved man of God. He was a Torah scholar and what he did was that he drew a circle uh, around himself and he started praying to Hashem that he should please uh, give rain to, to the people, to give rain to the land of Israel. And it started to rain, little rain came down, not a lot. And then he said, dear God, I meant abundant rain. And then the rain started falling profusely and it even flooded the whole place. It was just too much. And then Honey said, dear God, we cannot handle so much abundance. And, rain, and then the rain started falling normally. And then uh, Shimon ben Shattach, he saw what Honi had done and he rebuked him. He said, what a chutzpah, how can you do this? How can you give orders to God? How in the world can you go and tell God to, to bring rain to the world? And so he said, you deserve to be excommunicated for this, but what can I do? What can I say? You are beloved to God as a child is to his father. 
Ehoni was very beloved to God because he was a true Evet Hashem. He was a servant of God and he sat down and he learned Torah and he did it with a lot of love and, and, and dedication to God's. God. So the scriptural statement, may the father and mother rejoice in their child, comes from Proverbs, refers to you. This is what Shimon ben Shattach said to Honey. So a tzaddik who is as dear to God as a child is to his father, gladdens both God and man when he elicits divine mercy. So the Talmud states that when Jews are in agony, when Jews are suffering, Hashem is suffering too. It also brings a agony to him. So Elijah, Elijah the prophet pointed out to the sages that there were two people in the marketplace that had earned Gan Eden and he went to them because he saw them he was looking who in this place has earned Gan Eden the world the, 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 the world to come and when he sees he sees these two guys very simple people in the marketplace and he goes to them and he asks them sorry what do you do what do you do in your life that is so important and they say well we don't do a lot we just bring we say jokes and we make people laugh and we take away sadness from people. And so he says, I see why you married Gan Eden, because Maharsha Ma 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 states that they married Gan Eden because by relieving the sadness of the people, they were really relieving the sadness of God, the suffering from Hashem. So then he comes and he says, the Torah clothes him in humility. So one of the, of the prerequisites of a Torah scholar, that you know he's a true Torah scholar, he's the true thing, is that he's a humble person, he's not haughty or proud, he's a very humble person. And, and, and the expression, close him in humility, is specific. Humility is to be a garment which can be removed and it can uh, be also, uh, um, it can be removed and you can put it on. And so it was pointed out that misguided humility can be very destructive. You know, humility doesn't mean that you are the, 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 the carpet, the rug in front of your house that where people clean their feet before they walk into your house. That's not humility. That's misguided humility. Humility is to know who you are and to know your place in the world and act responsibly and, and dedicated to who you are. So, so we see here that there are times when a person must be strong and firm and assertive. It doesn't mean he's not a humble person. Sometimes a person has to put out what is right, what is wrong. I do this, I don't do this, this is not what Hashem wants from me. And that doesn't mean that person is not humble. He is humble. So many tzaddikim took the term clothing humility literally and they shunned rabbinic appeal, they dressed very simple, that people who didn't even know who they were would never know who they, that these people were such great, great people. One of them was Rabbi, the Rabbi Zundel, or the Hofetz Haim is another example of this type of, of, of humble people. So the opposition of humility to the love of others is not coincidental. A Torah scholar may well be aware of his erudition and achievements, yet he does not consider himself superior from anybody else. So this is another trait of a humble person. Although he can know much more than someone else, he never feels that he's more than another person. And we learn from Rabbi Bunin of Pishiche, Pishiche that he cites an alaha 
the uh, law of Jewish law that if a person is ordered to kill another person or be killed himself he must allow them to kill him and he won't kill the other person and that why is it why do we do this it says because what makes you think that you're greater than the other person you are nobody to choose who lives and who dies it's not your this is not your place so we see that a humility of our great Torah personalities was genuine and the two great Torah illuminaries, Rabbi Akiva Eger and Rabbi Yaakov of Lisa, once spent a Shabbat together. They spent a Shabbat together in a, in a certain place. And uh, when they realized that had, they had been um, called, uh, it says here, once spent a Shabbat together at the Torah reading, Rabbi Akiva Eger was called to the portion of the Torah that is traditional accorded to the leading Torah scholar. So when he realized that he had been called instead of Rabbi Yaakov, uh, he fainted. No one knew what happened to him. So he felt that the other rabbi was greater than him and he fainted because they had called him instead of the other rabbi. So the, the only one who understood what had happened was Ra Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Akiva felt that by giving the first honor to him, Rabbi Yaakov was offended. So he did not think of himself as being deserving as Rabbi Yaakov. So Rabbi Yaakov knew that Rabbi Akiva Eger would not be appeased if he told him he was not in the least offended. That for him it was an honor that Rabbi Eger was the one that took the honor of reading the, the, the Torah. And Rabbi Yaakov said to him, your community of Posen is much large, larger than my community in Lisa. And it was only fit that to accord the honor to the representative of the larger community. So we see how these very big people really act with so much dignity and respect towards others. They're always finding how the other one is bigger than them. So from here we learn that the, the, the trait of humility is really a very commandable characteristic character trait. Amida, something that we have to work on ourselves very much, that we should always try to look at other people as great, because they are great. If you look at the greatness into every person, you will find it. And, uh, and you'll see that sometimes you think you're so big, so big, and you at the end of the day, uh, there's someone greater than you. So I bless you. I wish you a blessed week. Happy to be off and live a little higher. Thank you.